0: Hey, I'm Bex and this is Fun Kids meets the podcast where we meet your heroes. I recently caught up with the brilliant author of The Wonder Brothers, Frank Cottrell-Boyce. We chatted all about the inspiration for his new book, what he loves about magic, Blackpool and his favourite magicians. So I'm joined right now by author Frank Cottrell-Boyce. Hello, how are you doing?
1: I'm very good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I I feel like it's been a long time to pin you down because every now and again someone says, would you like to speak to Frank Cottrell-Boyce? And I say, yes, please. And it hasn't happened so far. Oh, really? Yeah, but now we've made it. Yeah,
1: great.
0: here we are. How are you? <laughs> I am so good. I've just read your new book, The Wonder Brothers, and I loved it, man. It's so, so much fun.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I mean, it should be fun. It's set in Blackpool. That's the capital of, capital city of fun. The capital of fun. Well,
0: I mean, also, let's face it, you, you put a lot of it in Las Vegas. And I wondered, did you do sure. that so you could go to Las Vegas yourself and, and pretend it was like a kind of research?
1: I didn't, though, because I mean, normally do quite a lot of research. And the book sort of took itself off to Las Vegas. halfway through and it's like I don't know anything about Las Vegas why are we going here so it felt a bit like the kids in the story who've basically gone to Las Vegas by mistake I love that yeah
0: so have have you never been there yourself did you not go yourself
1: no never been never been I just had to watch lots of um you there's a lot of it seems like quite a tough place so there's like a lot of YouTube videos about how to survive Las Vegas and it does seem like quite a hostile environment if you're a child so that's obviously great if you're writing a children's book.
0: Hey, it works really well because I, I have been to Las Vegas and I was like, I recognise these things and these themes and these oh, places. Really? I genuinely thought you'd been there.
1: Oh, that's good that you think that. That's great. I have to say Stephen Lenton, who did all the wonderful drawings, he's been, and I think some of those drawings are happy memories of his. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, we have to give a shout out to Stephen Lenton, who is um, a big friend of Fun Kids. And also, yeah, his illustrations are incredible for this book, aren't
1: they? Yeah, I mean, Stephen's always brilliant, but these spreads in this are so uh, magical, you know, and full of light. You know, Las Vegas Mm. Vegas and Blackpool, they're all about light, aren't they? They've all all got these amazing kind of flashing lights and stuff. And he's really caught that excitement of neon.
0: He really has. And yeah, we've mentioned Las Vegas, but we've got to give big shout outs here to Blackpool because Blackpool is almost like a character in the story itself, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially the tower, which, of course, disappears. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, this is the thing, yeah.
1: And I, th- I think, you know, w- one of the things I love about writing children's fiction is sort of pointing to the things that exist that are already wonderful. Mm hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's there's, a, there's room for kind of inventing dragons and hippogriffs and stuff like that. But there's also room to say, actually, these things that really exist are amazing. And I think Blackpool Tower is one of those things that people forgot is incredible. It's an incredible thing. It's got a circus at the bottom. It's got the, the top floor is glass. So you can walk over the glass floor and look straight down at the street 500 feet below, which is absolutely terrifying and completely thrilling at the same time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I haven't been to Blackpool for a few years, actually. And I didn't know that was a thing. And of course, obviously, that's mentioned in the book as well. And well, we should t- tell the listeners, the-, the tower goes missing, right? That's the whole big thing in the book.
1: The tower vanishes in much the way that um, the Statue of Liberty vanished. In David Copperfield did this famous trick where he vanished the Statue of Liberty. And Blackpool Tower is actually bigger than the Statue of Liberty. So a famous magician vanishes Blackpool Tower at the beginning, and then forgets to bring it back. So it's left to our heroes to go and get it back.
0: Yeah, we've got three cousins here who are having the time of their lives, let's face it. You've got Midi, Nathan and Brody and they, they need to, well, first of all, they love magic themselves. So they've got a vested interest in that, would you say?
1: Yeah, they've got, they, they've got a magic act and you said those three cousins, but you've missed out the rabbit. There is a great rabbit. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a showbiz rabbit who, you know, is the kind of rabbit you're supposed to pull out of a hat, but it's really addicted to showbiz. And it's a little too big to fit in the hats. So I'm very proud of this rabbit, who's called Queenie.
0: <laughs> I just love—I love the phrase "showbiz rabbit." It just makes me laugh.
1: Yeah, she's, I think she's a rescue rabbit, but she's obviously been rescued from a magician at some point in the past.
0: Now, I am—I'm quite a big magic fan. I get quite—I'm I'm really, really into it. I can't do it at all. Are you quite a big magic fan as well, or did you have to really research this?
1: I love my—I mean, I love magic for sort of what we were talking about before—that it sort of makes everybody into a child again because it's wonder, it's, it's wonder mm-hmm. you know? So for this, I did have, well, two things. One, this sort of started when my mum my was very ill and we threw a big birthday party for her and a magician came and just watched all the kind of problems in her life disappear when he did these magic tricks. <laughs> That's just a beautiful thing that it makes you into a child again. Yeah, I'm rubbish at it. I've got no dexterity at all, but I have been having lessons all the time I was writing the book because I think you should know oh. how things work. You can probably tell when I'm reading it, it's full of magic vocabulary, like flourishes and stuff like that. So I've got, I've learned a couple of tricks. They're only card tricks, but, um, yeah, I'm quite keen to do them.
0: Well, I was wondering, can you do the pencil nose trick that they do in the book? You
1: can sort of do that. That's my grandson, Patrick, who did. He does that brilliantly. And it's described in the book as like, you know, makes really horrible noise when it goes up his nose and a horrible noise <laughs> when it comes down. Um, that's a fantastic, that's a really simple trick and it's really brilliant. There's room for doing tricks with tigers and fire, but there's also room for doing tricks by picking up a pen off the table or a spoon and doing something extraordinary with it and waking up the wondering ordinary things.
0: Honestly, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, when I was little, my parents would hire a magician for my birthday every year. And every every year, the same trick would get me and they'd, they'd he'd give me a wand. And it was just a trick wand. So whenever I held it, it would just droop and fall apart. And every year I cried because I was like, I don't understand how it works.
1: Yeah, yes. But
0: it, it is amazing.
1: Yeah. And people do have that. I did a magic trick in in a school yesterday. And I was really pleased that it went really, really well. But the girl who was like, who'd come up to volunteer to do the trick, she, was, she just went, this is really creeping me out. I don't know how this is happening. And you forget mm. that it can be a bit unnerving.
0: It is, but I think there is something in you as well that you want to figure it out. It's the mystery of it as yes. well. Yes. Right?
1: Yes. that's a cha- There's a challenge, isn't there? That's that's why it's like a yeah. good story, you know, a good magic trick. You kind of know what the ending's going to be. But the magician has to give you the ending that you know, you know, he's going to find your card. He has to find it in a way that makes you jump or is a surprise. So it's got to satisfy you, but it's got to surprise you as well. So it is just like a story. And like a good story, you'll try and figure out how that works.
0: Well, it sounds like this story was surprising to you as well if you didn't think you'd end up in Um, Las Vegas, but
1: then you did. No, 100%. I mean, I love that. I think, you know, every story should be surprising. So the first person that's got a surprise is the writer. And I have to say, I was Linking surprise to be in Las Vegas. (laughs) These great big buckets of soda and horrible food.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Honestly, when when I was reading the book, I was like, yeah, I recognise all of these things. When we characters get to Las Vegas, is there any part in particular that you really enjoyed writing about when they were on their adventures?
1: Well, Las Vegas itself continued to surprise me. The last thing I thought I'd be writing about in Las Vegas was nuns. (laughs) Yes. They end up in a convent (laughs) in Las Vegas with nuns who are very kind of Las Vegas aware. They're kind of like these nuns who are quite, they know what a magic act is and what it should be, and they end up getting disguised as nuns. It's just like, I don't know how any of that happened. (laughs)
0: I love this idea that the story just takes over you, and you're like, "I'll just see what my characters do, and if that's what happens, let's just go with it."
1: Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, it should surprise you, shouldn't it? And it's a journey. It's like you know, it's a journey, isn't it?
0: Now, have you have you been to Blackpool recently? Do you reckon you yourself could magic away the tower?
1: couldn't magic away the tower who would want to magic away the tower that tower is so wonderful it
0: it is an incredible place like i say, i haven't been in for a little while and the book itself is you've got all these lovely characters you've got nathan and middy and you've got Brody. do you think you'd bring them back for another book for more magical adventures because they feel like they could go further afield right
1: they do don't they and i'm already writing my next book and they're not in it and i am sort of missing them so i might end up importing them i'm missing queenie the rabbit
0: (laughs) i mean how can you not
1: she's a showbiz rabbit she's a showbiz rabbit with a big old hat <laughs> <laughs>
0: um now with every author who comes to fun kids uh, i do a little quick fire round of questions if that's okay just to uh, get a feel for you as an author if that's all right yeah groovy tell me your thoughts books or kindles
1: oh physical books
0: physical okay yeah good straight straight away i mean
1: i love my kindle if i'm going on holiday i love the kindle because i've got a whole library but sitting down at night to read, I, I want a book.
0: I also want the smell of a book, to be honest. Yeah. That's what I love the most. It's like a fresh to, book.
1: Yeah, put, leave things in it.
0: Yeah, just little notes for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: heroes or villains? Oh, heroes. Definitely. Because anyone can do a villain. Villains are all the same. Heroes are all different.
0: Okay. Now, you know, you're the
1: first person to say
0: that. I like that answer. Um, <laughs> film adaptation or TV adaptation?
1: Oh, Interesting. That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. Do you know, I'm going to surprise myself because I love movies, but I'm going to say TV because there's something about everybody sitting down together to watch something. For, for me, like a TV adaptation of a classic novel is you all sit down together to watch it and it goes on for a few weeks and I love that. Yeah, I'll go with that.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, this one is only for you. Paul Daniels or David Copperfield?
1: Oh, David Copperfield. Well, No. <laughs> Oh, these are, these are really challenging questions. Yeah, go go Paul Daniels. He doesn't have the glamour of David Copperfield, but he's got all that kind of learning and dexterity and he did amazing things.
0: I've got not not in a bad way, but I feel like he's more Blackpool, isn't he? He's like a yeah. great yeah, yeah, magician for that. Yeah. Beginnings or endings? <gasps>
1: <laughs> endings because that's the magic, isn't it? The end in, in magic, it's the ending is everything in magic.
0: Oh, you're keeping it on brand. I like this. Um, writing or reading?
1: Oh, they're both the same. <laughs> 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 I don't know what's happening until I've written it anyway. Um, okay. No, we'll go for, yeah, I love reading. I love reading. I love that kind of, I love, when, you, when I'm reading a really good book, I'm sort of back to being a kid again and it's all very relaxing. I love being hooked by a book.
0: Yeah, there's nothing like it. Um, mm. Hogwarts or Narnia?
1: Oh, Narnia. It straight away that's not a negative thing about hogwarts it's just that no one has got more fresh air
0: it's this if something sometimes it's just something that hooked you in at a certain time and yeah, you yeah. that'll stick with you won't it yeah. laptop or write by hand
1: oh i write by hand do you yeah because it feels less like work
0: oh right wow okay you, even though it does it not get like hand cramp
1: no it's lovely it's, oh. it's got that tactility that you know of a pen and nice paper and i only started doing it about three or four years ago but i I love it. It stops me rewriting because there's there's time to rewrite and there's time to write. So if you're writing it by hand, it keeps you going forward. Okay. And you can rewrite it when you've when you've transferred it to your computer. But um, yeah, write it by hand, and then you can doodle and cross things out, and it's great.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay. Um, do you write nine to five or just whenever you fancy?
1: No, write every day. It's not whenever I fancy. Nine to five is a stretch, I have to say. <laughs> Because they're busy, busy days, but I try, you know, I do write for some hours every day.
0: Uh, Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? <gasps>
1: <laughs> Love that gasp. Gosh, well, I've written bits for Paddington. I was on the team that wrote Paddington Meets the Queen. Uh-huh. But I'm still going to say Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I'm going to say Winnie the Pooh.
0: <gasps> wow, okay, okay. That is not the answer I expected, but I'm I'm here for the thrill. Libraries or bookshops?
1: Oh, libraries. Libraries, yeah. No question.
0: Okay. Writing TV scripts or writing books?
1: Oh, writing books. It's much, much harder to write a book, but you're writing something that's going to really mean something to somebody. Yeah, writing books.
0: And finally, the last one is the most important one, so no pressure on this, but this is the big one, and I will judge you for this. Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion?
1: Oh, salt and vinegar. Yes! Who who the hell would ever answer the other way around? Right? (laughs) No. Not and vinegar, still, cheese and onion. Not, not even in the ballpark. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't Look, Frank, it that's the answer I wanted. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> you could, you you know, you could say anything for any other answer, and I'd be fine with it. But if you say cheese and onion, I would have had to end this interview immediately.
1: That's like asking, what do you prefer: relaxing by the sea in the sunshine beneath a palm tree, or being. Hounded by rabid dogs through a post apocalyptic landscape.
0: <laughs> Next author I interviewed, that'll be the question I ask them just to double check. <laughs> I'll add that to my list of quick fire questions. Well, thank you for answering that correctly. Um that is that is the right answer, the salt and vinegar answer. And I'm glad that we're on the same page with that. And thank you for telling us all about the Wonder Brothers as well. I believe it's out right now and everybody can go grab a copy, is that right?
1: Yeah yes yeah it actually comes out technically on the 20th but your bookshop's got it hidden away somewhere so you can ask
0: (laughs) yeah go and go and go and see if you can uh, get a little copy early um brilliant well frank thank you so much for chatting to us all about it Um,
1: thank you so much this was so much fun thank you very very much i had a really great time
0: That was Frank Cottrell-Boyce. Oh my goodness, I did love his book very much. The Wonder Brothers is brilliant. It has such an amazing picture of Las Vegas that I felt like I was there, to be honest. If you love this podcast, remember to listen to Bookworms for the newest book releases and interviews with all of your favourite authors.